Welcome to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Prince Among Queens. I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at troy at t-besttalentagency.com. And if you'd like to call in today, you can do so on 866-472-5787. All right, let's get right to it here. We have a special guest with us today. This special person I've known and worked with for over 25 years. She's a singer, songwriter. She's earned platinum status, gold record sales, toured the world. Let's give a warm welcome to the one and only I Am House, Miss Crystal Waters. <laughs> Hi, Troy. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Oh, well, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. And, uh, Let's just uh, start at the very beginning. You come from a musical family, your mm -hmm. father and I think your brother, and then, of course, your great aunt, if you want to tell us a little bit about that. Yep. I grew up in South New Jersey. My father was a jazz musician since, since he was 14. He was one of those people that could play any instrument he picked up. Um, my aunt was Ethel Waters, who was very famous in the 1940s. She had the, like the number first number one international hit song by a black woman. You know, she got nominated for an Oscar. I think she was the second nomination. She did, she had a lot of number one for black people. My uncle was Zach Zachary, was Zach Zachary. He was the lead saxophonist for MSFB, The Sound of Philadelphia. Um, yeah, my brother played in bands. It was always a very musical family. I toured with my father in the summer. He, he played around the Chicago area. I tell people I've been on tour since I was eight. <laughs> I'm very good at packing suitcases. And, and back then there were no wheels on suitcases. <laughs> That's why you travel so well. Yeah, I used, I used to love to, um, I used to love to fly and travel and, you know, get it all organized. So, yeah, that's that's basically where I come from. Um, I didn't start the music business till I got much older. I used to just I was very shy. And I would I, I would write a lot of poetry. That's what I would do. And um, I heard that. And you yeah. were, um, what, the age 13, you got published in the American uh, Poetry Society or something, right? Yeah, my mom found the poem and submitted it. Um, I don't know if that society exists anymore, but at the time it was pretty special. So that's a great honor. Yeah, I was pretty young to get published, you know, at that age. Right. You know, I, did, I didn't even, you know, realize what it was until I got older. So what I did, um, start writing. I knew, I knew that was one thing I knew I could do. Even in high school, I was in an advanced class for creative writing. And it was just something I really loved because, you know, like I said, I was shy. Right. I could just go in a room and do my thing. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> now, didn't you um, visit a psychic or a psychic came to you or something? And then that's where you're kind of, you started to change your whole plans. Uh, you, did, you did your little homework, huh? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you the story. I was working at the parole board in Washington, D.C. And I remember I wanted to buy my kids some bikes. I couldn't afford the money. And then, you know, if you work for the government, you know, I live here in Washington, D.C. If you work for the government, they give you a list of how much money you can make every year. 
And I was like, even if I was there for 12 years, I wasn't going to make anywhere near the amount of money that, you know, I wanted to make. And I was complaining and fussing to my mom and she told me to go to see a psychic. So it was just happened that it was a psychic fair that weekend and me and a friend went. And on the way to the psychic fair, I lost my voice. I was fine in the morning. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my voice. And she said, well, there's something you're not doing with your voice. And I was like, yeah, right. That's the easy one. And I, at the time I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a public speaker. I don't, you know, I'm shy. I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. So I get back to the office and one of my coworkers said, well, you love music. Cause I would have stuff all on my walls with music and radio was always playing. And he said, well, I have a cousin who has a studio and they're looking for background singers. He said, I'll go if you go. So I was like, yeah, why not? So we went down there. I got the job for a background singer. I made like $600 in one week. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, this is 1987-ish. And, you know, I was like, this is it. The light bulb went off. And, you know, I hung around the studio as much as I could. But I realized, you know, I, I was going to have to, you know, create my own music. You know, not, wasn't too much background work those days. So I put an ad in the city paper. I know this sounds crazy now. I would not let my daughters do this. <laughs> And that, you know, put an ad in the music section saying I was looking for, you know, a keyboard or someone to co-write songs with me. And I met um, Burt Collins and we just hit it off and we did a demo. My father paid for the demo and Washington, D.C. used to have a music fair. And we we didn't have the money to get in, but we snuck in the back door. <laughs> we waited into the, you know, it was in a hotel and snuck in the back door. And that's when I met the basement boys. And the the, um, the uh, music that you were doing with them, wasn't it originally slated for another singer of ours, Alternate Tay? Yeah, well, what happened was I was writing more of a Chardet style. I wanted to be more of a jazz R&B type thing. Mm -hmm. But the Basin Boys loved my songwriting and they asked me if I could put the, you know, that kind of songwriting over top of the beats while they were waiting to get me signed. And I was like, sure. So the first two tracks, I believe they were for Ultra. The first two tracks was I got Gypsy Woman and Making Happy. And I, I wrote them and went up there thinking, you know, I was just going to sing them for a demo. And I sang them and they just fell out the chair. And I'm, <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. So, you know, I just really sang a rough demo. And I guess they had a couple of their artists try to sing them. But um, Teddy said, you know, I think I just, the whole emotion of it, because I wrote, you know, Gypsy Woman. It was a lot of emotion behind that song. I guess no one else connected with it the way I did. And then that got you signed. That's the the, the demo that you did there is what um, helped get you signed to your major deal, wasn't it? Yeah, I was the signed beginning? to the Basement Boys as a songwriter. That mm -hmm. That's what I thought I was going to be with the Basement Boys was a songwriter. And they shopped that around and it got signed almost right away to uh, a label in the UK. I can't remember what the label name is now, but eventually uh, Mercury Records brought it to, it was a sister company to, to Mercury, Mercury Record, yeah. yeah, and they brought it here. Yeah, because then in um, 1991 is when your first album, Surprise, came out, and it was certified gold. Well, wait, slow down. No? <laughs> Gypsy, Woman, Gypsy Woman came out in 1991. There was no album. And what they did was they rushed oh. all the demos. I'm talking about demos that I just did really quick it took all those demos that i had submitted and remixed them and and somehow made an album out of it 
<laughs> That's what it was called, surprise? <laughs> that, yeah, really. It was like surprise. I was, everybody was surprised, you know, with the hit of Gypsy. And then, then the label's like, oh, we need an album. We need an album. But I was on the road by that point. Mm-hmm. And so they, they got that. I, I cringe when I listen to it now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did come out towards the end of 91. Okay. And then Gypsy, though, on the album Surprise was like the featured song, I would think. Or... Yeah, it was, the, well, it was a single first and then the album came. Uh-huh. And you wrote Gypsy, like you had said. And so mm-hmm. um, that was inspired by a homeless woman, wasn't it? An actual real homeless woman you were yeah. writing and singing about? Yeah, well, when I was writing the song, um, I had la la dee, la da da, but I couldn't fit any words. It was too short. So I said, somebody's <laughs> somebody singing this. <laughs> and there was a woman downtown Washington, D.C. who was standing in front of the metro station and singing gospel songs, asking for money. And she looked fine. She had a full face of makeup, all dressed in black. And I was like, you know, she needs to go get a job. And the city paper did an article, uh, you know, article on her explaining that she had just lost her job in retail. And she felt like if she was going to ask somebody for money, that she should be respectful and keep herself clean and presentable. And the whole story just really changed my whole mentality about homelessness, how you can have it all one day and nothing the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Gypsy Woman was 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 about her. Wow, wow, yeah, because it's 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 funny because when you you know you you think about songs and and how they're written. I mean, most of the time there's a thought behind it, but this is this one. But this was an actual like story about like yeah. a real a real person. It wasn't just you know. We got to uh, remember in the ninety late eighties and nineties, the AIDS had taken over. Um, homelessness was really the comedy was down and I was just in that mentality of I you know I belonged to Amnesty International and you know I went to Howard University we always fought for you know our rights and things like that so that was the kind of personality you know that I was and I really felt you know if I'm going to write something I want to say something and um I think sometimes people don't know they're dancing to a song about a homeless woman but yeah <laughs> Um, but that's, you know, that was the times, you know, um, it was pretty dark, especially with age, you know, that was, they wouldn't even, ambulances wouldn't even go in people's houses. And I had to park in this really bad neighborhood where there were like transvestites and everything. And just seeing all that, you know, girl from New Jersey, it, it really kind of affected me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Yeah. People don't know their, that what they're dancing to, but you've got all the words in there and, you know, she wakes up early in the morning to do her hair and, you know, so you're talking mm-hmm. about her making herself, you know, presentable mm-hmm. basically to everybody. So mm-hmm. it is a level of respect and, you know, to do that. Then also, I think if you're in that situation <clears throat> that it gives you yourself some honor, you know what I mean? And send yeah. and a little bit of self-respect for yourself as well as, as the other people. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So after that came uh, your sophomore, as they call your sophomore album, Storyteller, mm-hmm. right? And that one had one hundred percent pure love on it. What was what was behind behind that track? One hundred percent. Yeah, or maybe we should hold that because we're going to be going to a commercial break here in a minute. Let's hold. Yeah. Let, we'll hold that because I don't want you yeah. to have to cut that. <laughs> Cut that short because I, I yeah. think I know. I think I know the answer to that question, but mm-hmm. it'll always be uh, it'll always be interesting to find out if I was right or if I was wrong. And that okay. was what nineteen ninety four. 
around. 94. Yeah, that was ninety four. Before that, was it was happy. And, yep. Got the it. People, people still ask me what making happy is about. I'm like, come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think when we're going out, I think as we go out to commercial, I think we're going to play a little piece here of Gypsy. So everybody that's listening can hear a piece of that and Crystal Waters. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T Best Talent Agency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, welcome back. I want to again give you that number if you want to call in and ask Crystal a question or say hi. It's 1-866-472-5788. Okay, now back to 100% pure love. Mm. What was what was the meaning behind that? As that was after, I don't want to say it was a hiatus because you were touring and everything was going on, but as far as new material, there was a little bit of a gap and then you came out slamming with 100% pure and everybody was like, she's back. I mean, it was like, there was no delay in any of that response. What, what, um, what, what brought that on? Um, 100%? Well, well there, there was also a contract thing that took me so long. Oh. 
<laughs> we made it through. We made there it through. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, with the second album, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to be signed, you know, directly, more directly with the label. So mm-hmm. things kind of changed because it went from songwriter. But anyway, 100% at that time in 94-ish, 93-ish, our rap came out really strong. It's really taken over. But a lot of the songs were like bitches and hoes and just disrespectful stuff that I thought. And I wanted to write something totally opposite, you know, showing respect to men. And of course, I was in love at the time, um, (laughs) (laughs) which helped a lot. And, you know, I just remember getting the the track. It was just a beat in the bass line. And there was just one of those songs that came really easy, except for the hook. I think I had everything. The first hook was the beat goes boom. (laughs) <laughs> and I took it to the Basin Boys and they looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, this thing, you might want to try, <laughs> try that again. So I went back and I worked on a hook. I, I, you know, I don't know where I got it from, but I remember staring at my, my Tascam and, um, you know, coming up with the hook, you know. And then, this, you know, this second album, I really wanted to make it real special. And we brought in, you know, big, big name engineers, vocal coach, vocal producer, we went all out for this album. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then that's when actually when we were doing, well, we, you were, <laughs> were doing um, uh, the shows and stuff. There was like, what, eight to 10, sometimes 12 people. Wasn't that where we oh, traveled, yeah. where we had the, the hydraulic lift and all the dancing? Oh, yeah. I mean, so we were doing like three, four, four shows a night, especially in New York. You know, you would start at 11 and wouldn't get home to 5, 6 a.m. and make you know three or four shows on your belt yeah um and by the time we got you know after 100 we got two we had about six people well i had four dancers the first two albums so (laughs) (laughs) you don't hear that these days you don't (laughs) you don't get to do that unless you're you know big time but um yeah we had a nice crew yeah it was a nice little run there all right then i'm curious because the the third album which was titled crystal waters um mm. but that one it looks like you also worked with a lot of different producers um i know jimmy jam and terry lewis on say if you feel all right is that mm-hmm. is that the song yeah. but the, the the one that always caught my eye and and i always wondered how how did that happen or how did that come was just a freak with dennis rodman <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, when I saw Dennis Rodman, I was like, how do you get Dennis Rodman on a record? I mean, he's, he you know, at that point, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, you know, doing his thing and, you know, um, his tattoos and his clothes and his outfits and his drugs and I mean, all that kind of stuff. How, how was well, that? Um, my A&R, Bruce Carbone, he wanted me to remake this song. He spent, oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Just a freak. I know what happened. The, um, uh, he had a movie coming out with, um, oh, what's the guy, the other action guy? Was, um, can't think of it right now, but Dennis had a movie coming out and they needed a theme song. And uh, my A&R pitched me, you know, to do the theme song. And um, I came up with Just a Freak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was De- Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but I got to, I, I got to produce this song myself with um, 95 North. So it was, you know, this album was a little bit different. I got a little bit more freedom um, to work with other people. So we did the song, um, the, the uh, movie, the movie people, they loved it. 
And somewhere and, and behind closed doors, they talked them into coming in and <laughs> doing the song. So I had a rap on the song and they figured that he would come in and, you know, do the rap. Well, he, he couldn't rap. <laughs> he couldn't. It was, he couldn't get it was like four four lines eight at the most and it was hours later where we just said you know what oh, we'll just... no. <laughs> so if you if you listen to the song you'll hear him do one line and i'll come in and do one line so we, we kind of fixed it up like that but he came in he was nice he had no idea why he was there no one told him he brought the mtv crew with him <laughs> which I, I wasn't ready for. We had a mini photo shoot and <laughs> it was a lot. It was like, it, you know, when we're in the studio, you got one mind frame. And when he came in and all of that went out the window, it was like Hollywood walked in. Um, but, you know, it's one for the history books. I'm glad it happened. Though. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be, a, a, a you know, a, definitely a memory, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the whole thing. And then, you know, I don't know what he's doing now, but back then he was fairly in the news and popular on entertainment and all that stuff. He's still doing the same thing. I've seen him around. He gave, he gave, he gave me some career advice the last time I saw him. I was like, all right. He gave you some career advice? Yeah. Yeah. He was telling me what I needed to do with my career. I just Uh, said that. Okay. (laughs) You might want to worry about yours. (laughs) (laughs) Something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, don't talk about me. Talk about look Mm. look in the mirror, my friend. Um, so who, is there anybody, who would you want to work with that you haven't worked with? You've worked with so many different people, but is there anybody in particular that you'd like to work with and, and why um, that you haven't? I think I would love to work with some of the um, newer people like a David Guetta or, um, I mean, there's some people I am working with, but, but more well-known they, you know, there's a difference between some of these people I'm working with that are just DJs. And then right. there's some people who are producers so I lean more towards people who are actual producers. Um, I'm trying to think of some names, but um, yeah. Well, you worked with the guy already that got the Grammy. Um, was it last year he got the Grammy? Dave, Dave all day. David, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. He got. Yeah, I worked with Dave. Um, gonna work with Louis Vega. I just worked with a High Five Sean. You might know him from the yeah. Soup Dragons. We had two, two number ones together. Um, that was what believe and testify um, with Sean. That was testify and, and heavy and heavy. Heavy was the other one. Yeah, that's the latest one with him, which is kind of about with the situation that's going on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. world, the world weighs heavy <laughs> on my mind is the hook. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, you know I'm not too keen on the EDM producers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just leaning towards the house folks and maybe something more commercial. I'm actually just really trying to work with writing for other people as well. Right. Right. All right. And I know that you wanted to in the, in the past, I'm going to say, and then I know when you first um, started, you were more towards the jazz and, and R and B, but is doing a jazz album, something still that you're interested in to do? Or well, I started the jazz. That was for my family. <laughs> and I actually sound really good singing jazz. <laughs> so my idea was to do the album and have it remixed. Um, and, you know, I got into New York and, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, my cousin Kim Waters is a jazz musician. He's a saxophonist. Mm. And you know, trying to get the jazz musicians into a studio at the same time 
for me was very difficult, you know. Uh, it, it was this, it was this, so I kind of put it on hold. I just, I did, I did do three songs. Um, whether I finish or not, you know, I think I still have a little time. I always say when I get a little older. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're saying have them remixed. <laughs> long as that, long as that keeps happening. <laughs> well, you keep having hit after hit after hit. I mean, you haven't stopped. So. <laughs> um, yeah. When you say have them remixed, are you saying like to take a jazz song and have it remixed like into a dance track? Something like that? Like yeah, what Tony Braxton because, did. Because Tony. Gypsy, well, Gypsy Woman is basically a jazz vocal over a dance beat. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Ah. Um, so it's not like I haven't been doing it. It's this kind of backwards this time. It would satisfy two different, you know, audiences. Right. Um, but even now I'm leaning on not so much straight up jazz. It would be more of a, a chill house type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um or deep house type of thing. I think I would do, I'd be more interested in that at this point. Now I remember the same vocal. Yeah. Just a different, just a different beat, like, or um, Mm. mechanical side to it. Um, I remember, um, I can't believe it's 2007, but um, there was a track (laughs) that came. There's a track that came out uh, with Alex Guardino destination calabrea mm-hmm. but originally wasn't that destination unknown or that's then, the other way then, around then he took it, it came that's out the way around <clears throat> it came out as destination unknown okay totally different backing track and it didn't do much and then three two three years later he got a remix I don't know how much of the story you want me to tell, <laughs> but he got a remix. He got a remix and then he renamed the song without telling anybody and put it out. But it was a massive hit everywhere. Every it, country except America it was number one. Yeah, it was huge. I remember that it was, was huge. Destiny. Yeah, Destination Calabria. Yeah, because, so, you know, and the video was really hot. All the young boys loved the video. <laughs> yeah, with the girls. But <laughs> everything in there playing the, trump- yeah. the trumpets, right? Playing the trumpets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that song, I remember that song was huge and it was everywhere. Everywhere you went, they're playing yeah. that song. That was the first song that I had done where I never met the producer. It was all through the mail, email. I mm-hmm. did the vote, you know what I mean? I, I didn't meet Alex until maybe, you know, two. I did the song in 2007. I didn't meet him until 2009. So that's when, that's when everything kind of switched. Didn't yeah. <laughs> didn't we meet him when we were in Ibiza? Remember, and we, we the David Guetta party. We were all at the David Guetta thing, and then didn't you meet him that trip? Or was I probably saw that? him there. I met him first because I had to do an Italian TV shows, so I met him there mm-hmm. in Italy. But we probably did see him in Ibiza. Yeah, because I think that's where I saw him for the first time was in Ibiza. Yeah. So mm, I remember that. Yeah, because there was a lot of, I remember, uh, there was a lot of fun, uh, fun cities and, and, you know, fun shows and, you know, interesting people along the way, you know, in the different yeah. countries and the different regions that, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to meet because I went on the road with you for some of the, some of the shows. Mm. And um, I'm going to ask you about that as far as some of your, some of your favorites when we get back from, uh, the next commercial break. And I believe on this commercial break, they're going to be playing that 100% pure a piece of that um, for those of you that are out there and uh, enjoy that. And we'll be back 
in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um we're talking with the one and only I am house, Miss Crystal Waters. <laughs> I like that title. <laughs> um, you've traveled, I mean, the, the world several times. I mean, actually, um, but it, I know, and I hate to use the word favorite because people ask me all the time too. Well, you know, who's your favorite, this or favorite that. And mm. everything always has a different, you know, a different a meaning to it as, as far for me, but in traveling, which city would you say, like if somebody said to you, you know, out of all the places you've been, what was your favorite? What was your favorite city? That's, yeah, that's really hard. I think a lot of it has to do with the people you meet. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a good time, I mean, you can go to a pretty city, but if you're with the bad, wrong people, <laughs> right? it's <laughs> not a good memory. Um, um, I have some, you know, you know, I have some people, some people say like you have a good bottle of wine somewhere. You'll never have that bottle again because it's never the same, the same right. atmosphere. Um, so I, 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 I'll be honest. I used to love Moscow. We used to always have a good time in Moscow. Moscow was always fun. Yeah. I, don't think, fun. I don't think we're going back ever again. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I you like, were doing, you, know, you were just, yeah, sorry. You were doing Moscow quite often uh, during the often. Destination Calabria. Yeah, they love this song. Um, I'm trying to think of other, you know, I love the UK. I, I love, for some reason, I love Frankfurt. Mm. I, I love Frankfurt, Germany. Um, 
Of course, you know, I love Miami, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. but I, it's really more about the people and the, and the times. Um, like I just did Tbilisi, Georgia, right? It's right underneath the Russia. Mm-hmm. And they were so nice. This was a little town and in a valley, you know, just stuff you just really haven't seen before. So it's all those kind of memories and stuff like that. Well, that's like, I remember when um, one of the trips, I think it was to Moscow, but uh, you went to, um, was it Krasnopolsky or something, which was up in the Siberia area. And mm. that's when yeah. it was like a real remote. And you said that they had not seen black people up there. Yeah. They were all <laughs> wanting to touch you and, and look at you. Yeah. It's like, you got to realize, you know, <laughs> they're only seeing you on TV and, you know, they think you're just like the people on TV, but uh, yeah. But do you remember the time we went to Bali? Yes, I remember that. I remember that. That was remember, fun. Remember that nightmare that I had? <laughs> no, you yes. had fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> that was fun. That was a fun trip, too. Just like I remember um, uh, the one, it was a big beach. Well, St. Petersburg. I remember St. Petersburg a lot because mm-hmm. we had a good time there. And that was the setting on the beach. But then after that, you went to Poland. And they had that huge circuit party that was again right on the beach and yeah who knew poland had a beach <laughs> yeah you know you think of cold and all that kind of stuff it's amazing <laughs> yeah so i mean there's just different you know different things like that and then then of course like what you're saying because one of the other questions that i that i'm asking everybody is you know about the favorite city and then the favorite show and favorite song but again your favorite show it's would have to do with the people because like you say if you've got some funky people then you know you're gonna do your business and you're done you know what i mean you go go to your you go to your room yeah (laughs) and it's not like if the people are friendly and nice and you want to you know hang out for a little bit i mean it makes Mm. it a much better show you know memorable where you say oh we had a good time at this show and these people were great and you know, yeah. all of that versus. Well, I think one of my favorite, I would say, shows is I did, it had to be 91. And I did a show at the Coliseum in Rome, the actual Coliseum. It was, wow. It was Seal. Remember his first hit? And uh-huh. Lisa Stansfield and oh, me. Oh, my. And a couple other people in our dressing rooms were in where they kept the lines. It was like actually rock that was carved uh. out. <laughs> yeah it was just and then I got on stage and it's you know hundreds I just look like a sea of people and when I started seeing Gypsy it started to rain and they went crazy because my name was Crystal Waters uh-huh. <laughs> and, they, and they just went wild and it was really nice they gave me an award and everything but that I, that was one special show I'll, I'll always remember yeah, that, that must have been pretty remarkable. I remember when we went over to Rome, uh, one of the things I wanted to see was the where they kept the lions. And it was a special part of the tour that, you know, you had to pay extra mm-hmm. to, to see all that. And then we ended up um, from the train station that we went over to the Coliseum. The guy went, got lost. I don't know what happened, but we ended up getting <laughs> late and then we never got to see it. Aww. And so, you know, it was one of the one of the. Um, things that I wanted to actually see you got to go into the Coliseum and go down into the, like yeah. the, little, the pit I, area and all that you know back then we had those disposable cameras I don't yeah. know where those pictures are. <laughs> <laughs> I got one picture of me and seal left but that's about it oh god mm-hmm. yeah no I found I've came across a couple of those disposable cameras when I was cleaning out some of the boxes in the garage I wanted to clean an area and I'm like mm-hmm. lord knows what's on there <laughs> 
Yeah. And where do you get them developed? So yeah, exactly. Exactly. I should have wrote on the outside of it, wrote on the outside of it, what it was from or. It but was too much, don't, too much partying going yeah, on. You don't, think of, you don't think of that. You don't think of that stuff. Mm. Um, all right. So the, the last of the favorites that I, that I have is a favorite song. Is there one song that you really enjoy singing all the time and you never get tired of singing it? Cause I know sometimes like people's massive hit, they're like, I hate this song. I don't want to <laughs> sing this song, but that song's like, you know, paid for you and your kids colleges and all that stuff yeah. for years and years. So, but um, is there one that you always like singing and, and never I, get to that point? I like singing gypsy because the, when you see the people's faces light up, you just can't deny the joy that that song brings. And if that's the one thing I can do in this lifetime is to make you happy by singing that song, I have no problem with it. Um, I would say Gypsy could also, like you said, you know, uh, they call Gypsy an evergreen. It's paid, you know, for my lifestyle, my family. It gets remixed and re- released at least twice a year. <laughs> so <laughs> I am very happy and very <laughs> thankful for this song. Um, so, yeah, I, I love when Gypsy comes on. I love to see the reaction of the crowd. Yeah, the crowds. I mean, it's 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 always funny. I always like to see that as well. When, you know, when you're performing, I watch the crowd and I see, you know, their responses. And, you know, some places mm-hmm. you go that, you know, people will sit there and they have their arms folded and then when you're done singing, they go berserk. And you're like, well, why yeah. can't you show something during the song? And other places that people just are nonstop moving and bouncing yeah. and smiling and, you know. Yeah. You, by, the, by the time the first verse is done, people are usually out of their skin. I call yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, I think it has good memories for it. For most people here, they have a, they, whenever I meet people, they have a memory they want to tell me about where they were and what, What's happening in their lives when that song came out right so that's, that's, that's a big part of it yeah i'm sure i'm sure it is and i'm sure it makes you you know uh, feel good give it you know it's it's that um how did you say it on on one of your descriptions of of uh a track oh i think it was come on down it just gives you that good feeling you know makes you makes, <laughs> yeah. you, makes you feel good i'm sure you know by hearing the different stories from people and you know, mm-hmm. or, or how that song took them out of a dark space, you know, whatever yeah. the situation may have been. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Billboard magazine ranked you, Miss Crystal Waters, the most successful dance artist of all time. One, one of the, one of, one the. of the, I didn't see <laughs> yeah. one of the, I just saw most successful. <laughs> um, but that's still a pretty, pretty, you know, noteworthy title that you know yeah, that it is that give to you but then you know your your credits you've got six ASCAP so- songwriter awards that I'm aware of I don't know mm. if there's been more but I got six and you got uh I saw three American Music Award nominations and a MTV video music award and four Billboard music awards 13 and is that the correct number number one hits I believe it's, thir- it's either 12 or 13. I get them. Okay. I, I counted 13. So <laughs> I, count, I, counted, I counted more than 13, but Billboard was like, no. <laughs> that, that went top, you know, I have top tens that, you know, that kind of thing. So I was right. like, oh, I thought that went to number one. But yeah. yeah but I no, mean, that's, that's, that's a title. And the thing that, that is just amazing to me, well, it's not amazing because, you, I mean, you're, you're, 
you know, more than worthy of it. And um, is that you've got over a million streams on Spotify and two oh, point two point something million followers on Shazam. Um, I don't remember the numbers, but I got I got a hundred million streams on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got over a hundred million streams. Oh, okay. I thought you said a hundred thousand. No, no, <laughs> okay. over one hundred million. Yeah, that's and a lot. It is. That's the good. The only good thing about Spotify is that the you know, you know, people buy a record once or twice, but if they listen, but they'll listen to it on Spotify, you know, constantly forever. So it's it's kind. Of, that's the good thing about Spotify. And yeah. yeah, the Shazam, yeah, something like two, what was it, two million? 2.12 million followers. That's what, that's what they said. I, I you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's great. I mean, that's, that's, you know, you should be very proud yeah. of that, you know? Yeah. That's a I lot. Am. It is. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, but <laughs> I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. Yeah, I mean, so at least you know you definitely have some 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 titles and some awards, you know, under your belt, and I mean, just the accomplishments that you know that you've done so far in your career. You got to be very very proud proud of that, um, you know, along with with everybody else being proud of you at the same time. I know I'm proud of you Aww. for what you've done. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah. had a lot of, a lot of good times on the road. And like we said, like I said, I got to see a lot of the world, you know, um, mm. with you and have a good time. South Africa was a lot of fun. Ooh. You know? <laughs> if, you, if you say so, Troy, <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> I just have, I have trouble with the time zone thing. It just takes me, I never seem to get right when I'm, when I travel that far. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was tough. And then considering once we got there, then we had we traveled to Mozambique, which was another country and then did that show and then came back to South Africa. Yeah. That, one, that was <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was an, a little added bonus. But that was that was fun. That was, you know, and the people there again were very nice. Mm -hmm. So it looks like we're going to go out for another break. And you should be hearing at this point a piece of Destination Calabria that we talked about. Uh, earlier with Alex Gardino, sorry. And uh, we'll be back with Crystal Waters after the break. Destination unknown, 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 unknown. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T Best Talent Agency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, welcome back. Okay. Once again, we have the one and only I am house, it's Crystal Waters. <laughs> I'll keep bumping that. I am house, Waters. Um, one of the the uh, things that people are are interested about or and uh, interested in, I should say, and um, now with this whole COVID thing going on and all the shows and concerts and everything just being canceled, you know, mm. for a year. Um, you know, I ask people all the time, you know, well, what are you doing to, you know, not get stir crazy and not, you know, get, get bored and just, you know, out of your mind, but you, you know, have some other projects going on as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, you've got the skincare boy face, the skincare, you've got your radio show, you've got your record label. Why don't you tell us a little bit about each of those, um, that you know i'm My sure God. they're keeping you just as busy yeah <laughs> yeah i actually the first couple of months i sat and stared at the computer and worked every day from sun up to sundown and i was like wait a minute <laughs> you've got the first summer off you've ever had in you know 25 years that, why, why don't you chill <laughs> this is the time <laughs> but i can't go on vacation but you know then i kind of switched over to fixing the house up but yeah i have um the Boyface Skincare Lines, the Skincare for Men. You know, people ask me why I started it. First of all, I went to Howard University for business. <laughs> so, I, you know, I always had that in my pocket. And I started because I was going to do something for women because I've tried everything. You know, I've been around the world and I tried everything. And But I knew my fan base was male. So we thought we would start with the Boyface first. And eventually I'm going to transfer into Girlface as well. So I really enjoyed that because it's very creative. You know, it's plant-based, it's clean, there's no junk in it. And I got to, you know, put what I want in it. Um, and yeah, so it's, you know, it's doing well. We got we got good rates on Facebook to advertise because of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rates went down. But then I also have my record label, I Am House Records, where I am, my goal is to help other artists who maybe not have the ability to, you know, call you know a major label or get on a major label or a talented 
that doesn't really go to the conferences. And just to, just to feature some vocal house music. Um, so I, I, you know, I have a record label manager, we have promotion and I've just been learning a lot um, for the last year or so. And so eventually I'm gonna start releasing my own stuff on my own label. Um, Cause since that's really the way it's working. So I'm figuring why, you know, why let someone else make money off of me? No, that's true. That's that's true. I mean, I, you know, I learned that with the whole Medam thing. Um, you know, going over there, it's like, you know, you license your song. The record label will have your song, and then the licenses to fifty countries. And mm-hmm. you know, you could have done that yourself, and then that money yeah. all would come to you and not to them. You know, and yeah, then you'd yeah. Get your three percent or whatever. <laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, at this point, I know everybody in the dance community, so. Um, so that's you know the plan for that, but I, I do I do enjoy working with the artists. I'm actually you know more of an A and R, you know working with the producers. You know it's just not just taking a record and throwing it at us. A lot of a lot of labels do, and it's mm-hmm. only one a month because I want to focus on it. A lot of labels are putting out like 15 songs a week, which I think is overwhelming for. That's me. a lot. Yes, yeah, and the DJs are complaining. You know like they can't go through all these songs. You know, so you know. That's 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 why I'm doing that, and I'm enjoying that. And I also have my podcast, I Am House Radio, which I'm enjoying because I get to hear all the new stuff. I go through like a hundred more songs a month and pick out the best. And I'm I'm featuring and focusing on vocal house because uh, you know a lot of DJs they don't play it as much. And I think if you're at home and you want to listen to some house music, you want to hear a vocal, you want to dance and sing along. And that's doing really well. We're I've only I'm only on my seventh month. We got over a million and a half monthly listeners. So I think wow, I found yeah great. I found the spot, and I'm gonna start refining the show. Start doing maybe some more interviews and stuff like that. But that's been keeping me busy. I'm actually remodeling my studio now because of that, and <laughs> <laughs> putting a new microphone and everything in for just the podcast. And yeah, I've been busy. Um, I can't wait to go sit by some water one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember everybody was like, you know, God, can I get a, you know, weekend off or can I have some time off and, you know, da da da. And then now everybody's like, you know, careful what you wish for. Cause yeah. now you've been sitting and sitting and now you want to go back out. You know, it's time. Yeah. It's time. I'm, I'm wondering if I can, you know, I, my show, I'm very active on the stage. I'm like, well, I've got to get my cardio back up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do a show right now. <laughs> well, do part of it. Take little breaks, you know. Um, that's that. It was. It's interesting um, on the boy face on how you went the the male side first, and then um, you're looking at still going the female side, you know, yeah. as well. Because I remember when we were in Florida one time, we went to a manufacturing house, and you were mm. smelling the different things and looking. Oh, yeah. I forgot you went with me and and, yeah. um, and all that stuff for you know your um at that point it was going to be a perfume i think or a skin no, lotion or something was it lotion skin no it's going to be skin fair for women of color i suppose mm-hmm. i'm still but you know the the market for women is so oversaturated just, it's hard yeah. to make a noise you know so we figured that men was a little bit you know and it's still on it's still very new to men. A lot of men really don't care about their faces. Right. So it's a lot, it's been a lot of, you know, information giving and, you know, teaching and, you know, why this and why that. So it's just building trust in the relationship with the customers now, but um, it's, it's really a good product. It really works. 
Yeah, well, I know the boy and, face. I, and you can testify, I really did my research. I actually went, you know, found everything. Went to the trade shows. I did it all. I did all my homework. Yeah, no, I remember you doing the trade shows and all that kind of stuff. And it was a lot of work to get that launched. I it, mean, it was. you know, and then to get the 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 feedback from places and, um, you know. Um, you, you'd be amazed how similar it is to the music industry. <laughs> well, probably because you're selling a product, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, once the product gets known and, and it's, it's a viable product because it's, mm. you know, it's good ingredients. It's not just a bunch yeah. of, you know, crap. I mean, yeah. it, it becomes more, you know, more knowledgeable to people and, and more people are going to, you know, order it and get it. Mm. And it's just going to grow, which is good. So that's at boyfaceme.com. Boyfaceme.com. Everybody hear that? <laughs> boyfaceme.com. And your radio show is i am crystal waters presents i am house radio on android google itunes podcast there you go and it's a, it's a great show i remember i listened to it and um it was uh i was i was impressed it was it, it was nice seeing you do something you know different like that and then you would mm. come on and you'd introduce the songs and then you know you would you would tell a story about give it background on the song right and yeah. and all that stuff and uh it was um it was very well very well done. You did an excellent job with that. So I'm I'm looking forward to listening to another one. So yeah, you said grab a grab a drink several. on Friday night and <laughs> just have it. a good time. God. Well, I want to thank you, Crystal. It's been a great hour. I had a great time. I hope the listeners out there had a great time as well and you enjoyed the show as much as I did. You can join us. Hopefully you'll join us again next week with another uh, multi-platinum recording artist, Miss Cece Peniston. And um, once again, thank you, Crystal Waters, I Am House, <laughs> the, the one and for, only. Thank you for having me, Troy. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for being <laughs> on the show. And my name is Troy Bronstein, and thanks for listening to us. And hopefully we'll see you next week on Prince Among Queens. for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week. Follow the voice.